Good morning, this is Tim Carter, and welcome to Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. Let's Talk is a one-hour program devoted to issues and developments that are of importance to Sedalia and the surrounding communities. With each hour dedicated to a subject, many times with expert guests joining the hosts, Let's Talk can probe deeply into the issues of the week. Let's Talk is hosted by Ron Tolner, John Meehan, and Tim Carter. Good morning, and welcome to another Let's Talk. This is Ron Toner, and with me in studio today, our production engineer, Tim Carter. Uh, John Meehan has the week off, so we will forge on without him. We've got a great program today, uh, the subject being the Sedalia Police Citizens Academy. Uh, a tremendous, tremendous program for anyone that is interested in how our, how our uh, police department functions. I had the opportunity to uh, sit in on this uh, program, this course, last year, and frankly, um, I was impressed. It uh, is very well done. It is very informative, uh, and we'll get into some of those things as we move through this hour this morning. Uh, But first, I want to welcome in studio today uh, Commander David Woolery with the Sedalia Police Department. Uh, he is a very active part of the uh, Sedalia Citizens Police Academy, and uh, he's going to give us a lot of information this morning. First of all, David, welcome, and uh, tell us a little bit about Dave Woolery. Thank you, Ron, and thank you for having me here. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure to be here with you and Tim this morning. Um, it's, uh, I'm born and raised here in Sedalia, and I graduated high school from Sacred Heart, and uh, I got my associate's degree from State Fair Community College, and I've been working at the uh, Sedalia Police Department for, I started in 1995, so I'm going on, going on 29 years, I guess, um, a little over 28, but I started at the Pettis County Sheriff's Department before that, uh, right out of college. They used to have the exploring program do you remember? Were you here when they had the exploring program? I don't know that I was here, but I am familiar with what it was. It was a good program. It was ran by Kevin Bond at the time. He was the, the main coordinator under Gary Starkey. And when I started college and learned about the program, I think I, I joined that day. And so I started with the uh, the sheriff's office and actually got to get into law enforcement as a, as a career in learning when I was 18. Um, working part-time in the dispatch and the jail there before moving over to Sedalia and, and getting a full-time job because full-time jobs were a lot harder to come by back in those days. So as you joined the Sedalia Police Department, uh, you know, as, as you've kind of gone up the ladder, how has that worked? Um, it, it's, it's worked very well. I've, I've been able to, to take part in pretty much every facet of the police department. Um, obviously, everybody starts on patrol where, where I started as well. Spent my first six years on midnights and uh, um, did that for several years before uh, on patrol before getting promoted to sergeant. And I'm now a commander, which uh, as our department rank structure goes, we have the chief of police, commander, sergeants, corporals, uh, field training officers, and patrol officers. So that's kind of our ranking structure. And there we currently have three commanders and we each run a bureau. Uh, so we have the Patrol Bureau, the Operation Support Bureau, and the Investigations Bureau. And I run the Investigations Bureau. So it's, it's, uh, it's definitely, it has its challenges and, and joys and, and all that. But uh, rising through the ranks, it's, 
it's nice because, you know, it's kind of a, a family competition, you know, when everybody who's going for the positions are all coming from within the same department and we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. And it's, it is the, uh, you know, the best scores get it. So we have a, we have a testing process that is, uh, I mean, for Commander, you know, there's three months of textbooks that you have to study on uh, leadership and uh, patrol procedures and, and all the things that uh, administration, all the things that, a, uh, that you would need to know at that level. And then we take a, a standard national uh, exam that, that tests us in that. And then there's writing skills and interviews with the police personnel board and a professional board of chiefs and leaders from other agencies that, you know, you can't, you can't con those people. You either, you either know what you need to know or, or you don't. And there's, uh, there's, there's no getting around whether you know it or not. They know. How long, how long have you actually been involved with the Citizens Academy? I have only been involved, um, this will be my third year. So the, uh, before that, Sergeant Brad Beard ran the Citizens Police Academy, and he did it. I, he's told me when he started, but it, it's between 20 and 30 years, I think, that he, he did that. It was a long time, and the man did it by himself, and I don't know how he did that by himself. Um, I do not have to do it by myself, thank goodness. I have a lot of, of excellent help. Um, you know, it, when, the, uh, when the chief approached me about running this program, uh, I was less excited about it than he was, to be honest. I knew I had an idea of what kind of an undertaking this was going to be, and Sergeant Beard was, was there from the step one. I mean, he was, he's a co-coordinator as well and helped me uh, design the program and other leaders from the department and people that officers that wanted to be involved. Uh, I, I saw it, uh, volunteers, and I was amazed at the, the quantity and the quality of folks that, that came forward that wanted to bring our department to the citizens of Sedalia. Well, and, and I, will, I will tell you that, as again, as a participant in that program this last year, um, there's a lot of wow factors involved in this as far as I was concerned. I remember after the first evening's classes going home and telling my wife that you would not believe what we talked about tonight. I mean, and, and the, things, uh, the things that we were learning uh, about the uh, uh, department, as well as getting to know your people as mm -hmm. the instructors and so forth, every one of which was just... Uh, absolutely excellent in, in uh, uh, how they presented themselves and the subject matter. Uh, uh, I just I just felt like all of us participants learned a tremendous amount. Uh, maybe give us an overview of the program, David. Sure. Um, right now we're uh, we're going to make the program uh, six weeks. It had been seven and we're going to condense it down a week. I'm not sure yet how we're going to do that and keep everything in there because you've been through it. There really isn't a lot of, there isn't any filler in the program. So, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. We may shorten some of the classes so we can still get the material in there. Um, but, you know, folks, their, their time is precious, and we, we understand that, and we're hoping to, uh, to generate more numbers. And perhaps if we bring it down, a week, folks can commit to uh, to that time frame, the six weeks instead of seven. So we're uh, we're still in the process. We're going to design the new program. Um, 
But right now, the, the way that it was last year is uh, week one was, uh, you know, that I, I taught that class and it was an introduction to the police department. We did tours of our new facility. Um, about five years ago, we moved into the new police department and it's, it's still, it's quite a blessing, um, especially for the folks that worked in the shoebox we were in, in, in City Hall, uh, you know, which is where I grew up. So still when I go to work, I'm, I'm pretty darn grateful of, uh, of the facility that we have. And I mean, you were there, it's, it's still as clean and as nice as it was five years ago. And our uh, Gary, Gary Reynolds, our custodial staff, he has a rotation of things he cleans and just and keeps it nice. So we really like showing off our building and our folks. So we do a, uh, a tour of the department, um, and the, the chief will do an introduction. And we have a, a recruitment video that was actually created by members of our department. Do you remember the recruitment video, the very first thing we watched? I actually did not make it the very first okay. week of the program, so I did not see that. We may have to step in when we do it again yeah. the first week and, and hit that again. Um, uh, Sergeant Elwood, and uh, he kind of spearheaded our recruitment video and has a lot of, of our drone footage um, and, a, and a message from the chief about you know what we do and because we, we have to actively recruit folks to, to come to Sedalia. I mean, all law enforcement agencies have to actively recruit as it's just it's not real popular to do right now and it's it's kind of a hard job sometimes and you know it, it's definitely not for everybody so we uh, we have a recruitment video that we show and you know by the time I get done talking I'm lucky to get out of there and you know in the three hours but uh, we try and keep every class from uh, no more than past eight o'clock and if we can if we can at all and that generally equates to uh, two and a half to three hours. Yes, yeah, it does. It depends and, on questions at the end and discussions. And, and I know listeners that probably just heard that thought, oh my gosh, that is that is a heck of a commitment to commit uh, six weeks, uh, uh, a day a week, uh, three hours in the evening. Yes. Uh, but again, wash that out of your minds, folks, because it's worth every second of it. Thank you. And it goes fast. It really does. Um, you know, I'm, I'm there for everyone, and even going through a couple of years and being there, I've yet to be bored. So it's always good discussion. So the uh, the second week, uh, we we typically do uh, we talk about our crisis intervention team, which is an initiative that uh, we've been doing for several years to get all of our our officers certified in CIT, uh, which is crisis intervention. Um, we talk about de-escalation. We talk about uh, disturbances, especially domestic disturbances, which you know is one of the more dangerous um, calls that you have in law enforcement. And then uh, we do practicals where we actually have you know live domestic type of situations for students to try and um, either take part in in. Uh, and handling that call as a police officer or they can sit back and watch, which is one of the things I like about this program. You can do as much or as little as you want to. Um, nobody has to engage in a practical application or a practical exercise if they don't want to or they're not comfortable doing it, and that's just fine. There's always folks that are, and, you know, there's it, it, it flows pretty well. Um, week three, we talk about the patrol division uh, and its function. Uh, we talk about officer resiliency which is uh, basically surviving this career 
uh, in law enforcement. You know, when, when I started, all of the focus was on physically surviving. And you go on a call, you handle the call, you're in, you're in control of the call. And, you know, the, the emotional part, you deal with that on your own. You know, don't, don't come whining here. We got work to do. Um, and that's really not the case anymore because police officers, they're, they're subject to seeing and experiencing a lot of things that, uh, that most folks don't have to on a regular basis, especially, and it takes a toll. So, you know, as, as we learn through our profession and, uh, the professional way that we do it and keeping our, keeping our officers basically in, in the profession, the, their mental health is extremely important. So, uh, we, uh, we talk about that a little bit and then we do traffic stop practicals where students get to make traffic stops as a police officer. And we have several different types of situations and scenarios that, uh, that the students can go through and officers are, are role players and, and there, and you get to kind of experience some of the different types of traffic stops that. And the make. interesting, <clears throat> excuse me, thing I found about that, David is, you know, typically when you think of a traffic stop, somebody speeding, they ran a light or whatever, you don't think there's a whole lot involved with that. You just have a dialogue with the officer and and uh, you get a ticket or you don't. But um, there's a heck of a lot involved with that. A lot of different alternatives, a lot of things that the officer needs to be concerned with. Uh, just a, a simple thing like that has so many facets uh, that, that you need to be aware of. It is. There's a lot going on behind the scenes, um, and there's a lot that the officer is is taking in and processing that whole time. You know, because I might be stopping somebody as nice as you, you know, which 99.9% of my stops, it's going to be just a good citizen that made a mistake or whatever the case is, and you deal with it. But every once in a while, and you never know when until you're in that situation that you are, uh, you're in that rare percentage where this is about to get ugly and but we have to be prepared for that possibility on every single stop and that's how we train our folks so you know while you're just thinking the officers coming up and and they know you for who you are well we don't we don't know who's in the car we don't know what's going on so there's like you said there's a lot of things going on in the background there all right, we're going to take a brief break here as we finish up segment one. We will be right back with segment two. Welcome back to the second segment of uh, Let's Talk. For those of you who just turned in, tuned in, excuse me. Uh, today's subject is the uh, Sedalia Police Citizens Academy. And in studio with Tim Carter and I this morning is uh, Commander David Woolery with the Sedalia Police Department. Uh, David, let's let's pick up where we left off on the uh, the, the course days uh, and uh, the subjects that you hit during okay. uh, during those classes. Sounds good. We uh, on the last segment we covered uh, weeks one, two, and three which was the introduction, uh, the department breakdown, and we do tours of the police department. And then week two, we talk about our crisis intervention teams and the training that goes into, that's involved in, uh, in having all of our officers certified. Uh, we talk about de-escalation, how that correlates with our, uh, the practical application on the road and how we teach our officers to, to utilize that, um, you know, which uh, we were kind of talking about earlier is uh, that's new 
to law enforcement. It kind of separates us from the ask, tell, make model, which is what I grew up on to uh, actually working with, with people and, and giving them a little more space and kind of coming to terms with what's going on and, and dealing with their with the situations as they arise um, and sort of taking their uh, their situation into account a little more than than just telling them what to do and then making it happen. Um, we, and then we talked about uh, disturbances, what those calls entail, how we handle those, and then the practicals that the students would get to do. Um, then week three was patrol, uh, officer resiliency, basically emotionally surviving this career, and then uh, traffic stop practicals. And then week four, uh, we do uh, investigations overview, which is my bureau, and we talk about the latent investigation unit, which is like the regular detectives, kind of what you would picture. And that also, uh, also in the Investigations Bureau, we have the Crime Resolution Unit, uh, which consists of our, our drug detectives, the community policing officers, and, and basically just solving problems in the community that, uh, that the police can help solve. Because ultimately, that is our goal and that is our function, is to solve problems. I remember in particular the uh, the night that we uh, had the investigations overview. Mm -hmm. That was when uh, we all got to follow through uh, an actual uh, investigation of a murder case. Yes. Uh, here in Sedalia, um, that one just wowed me. That's oh, it's kind of shocking, isn't it? And and that that these things, unfortunately, they can happen. Um, you know, but how we uh, how we process those, how the investigative team uh, solved it, and that that went way outside of Sedalia. You know, that wasn't that wasn't a case that just started in our city limits and ended here, which isn't uncommon at all. I mean, we'll have uh, we have a lot of suspects that are from Kansas City or St. Louis or uh, Chicago area. You know, just kind of depends. That doesn't necessarily they're not nece you know necessarily local folks that. We have to track them down in other areas, and this was a, definitely a good example um, and a good study of that. It was a it was a, a horrible scene and a horrible situation, but the way that the the department worked the case, I was definitely proud of of their performance with that. Um, and Detective Reed uh, usually presents that class, and she does an excellent job of of bringing that investigation to light and breaking it down where you can really follow along and kind of see what they did. We also, uh, after the, the case study of that, we do a, a crime scene processing practical where we set up different, uh, different stations so students will get a chance to try fingerprinting and see how that process works. We do uh, um, molding for uh, like footprints, castings, which is really fascinating to see, you know. And when you're working a case, the you know your uh, your success is a success whenever you get a, a, a positive prosecution. So that's that's what you're doing and that's what you're building towards. So when you're collecting this evidence, you know of how this this evidence is processed, not only the application of how we do it, but then you know how we store it, how we uh, we keep the chain of custody intact so that we can actually use it in court. Because if I take a fingerprint and I don't put that in evidence correctly or I don't send it to the lab and keep that chain of custody good, when it goes to court, I won't be able to use it. It's called fruit of the poisonous tree. So, you know, it's extremely important that any evidence we get 
that we meticulously and accurately keep that and keep record of how we do it. So we kind of talk about that as well and give students a chance to, uh, to process some of that evidence and, and see how that works. Then week five, we talk about the crime resolution unit, uh, which I discussed earlier through the uh, investigation bureau and some of their function and, and how, they, uh, how they do things and the team that they have. We, have, uh, we talk about the canine program and we do a demonstration with the canine of a, uh, of a drug sniff and, and, and finding narcotics. And then we do building search practicals. And we, we have a, uh, what we call a shoot house, which is basically a house we can change the walls around so that uh, we kind of change the dynamic of that up. And that's where we do a lot of, uh, of our practicing for clearing buildings or if our uh, special response team you know, has to go in, which is a lot of people kind of know what a SWAT team is. It's, it's similar to that. Um, they're the tactical team that has to go in and, you know, if we do a narcotic search warrant or any type of, of high-risk search warrant, then our team will go in, make sure that the scene is secure and everybody is, is detained or in custody before we actually start processing the scene. And we use our, uh, our, our shoot house and, and our, uh, our training house there to do that. So we'll have students go through, we'll kind of show them how to cut through corners or go through doorways and cut corners, use light to their advantage. And, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty fun time too on doing that. And then week six, we do uh, defense tactics and students get a chance to actually uh, learn how to do some, some of the defense moves that we have. Um, and the, the instructors go over a lot of different stuff. They practice on each other more than, than they do students, but you know there is a portion where if, if uh, somebody wants to try it, then we'll let them try it. We usually put somebody in our wrap system, which is a, uh, it's, it's really a neat device that we can use if somebody's combative and we're, we arrest them, we put them in a wrap. At the end of being in the wrap, the officers put it on quick. They're sitting up, they're breathing, they're already in the recovery position. <coughs> Excuse me. We can uh, we can take them to the jail that way. If they need to go to the hospital, we can take them to the hospital that way. Ambulance staff can check them. They can get a blood pressure cuff on them, or even start an IV if they wanted to while they're in the wrap. So really, it's a it's a good system. But we give students a chance to try that on if they want to. We go through handcuffing, use of force, less lethal. Um, that's a pretty busy night on that on that night and then week seven we usually have uh, the Pettis County Joint Communication come in and talk about our dispatching center uh, our drone which a lot of people refer to as 911 correct yes which is our 911 system which is now a, a county system that we take part in and use <clears throat> and then the uh, drone unit uh, comes in and does a demonstration with the drone we let students fly the drone uh, and, and check that out. We're very proud of our drone unit as well. And then we have graduation that night, and that's uh, that's been our program up to this point. And like I said, we're going to reduce it by one week and try and really monopolize our time even more. I'm just not sure how that'll shake up yet on uh, on which classes will get shortened. Well, and I want to emphasize to our listeners. Um, as, as uh, Commander Woolery said on the front end, you can be as involved in the class 
as you care to be or as you are comfortable to be. If you want to just uh, be a, an observer and sit and watch, that is fine. If, if you want to actually take part in some of these drills, uh, that may not be the right word, but uh, if you want to take part in, in some of the class activities, that's fine too. Um, you know, for those who uh, do not like to just sit in a chair for hours on end, uh, you have all the opportunity in the world to uh, be up and about and being part of the uh, learning process and, and the presentation of the various uh, class uh, aspects. Um, and, I, and I know, again, I'll make reference, you know, when, when we say that this is a six-week course where you attend one evening a week for six weeks and, uh, and you're there two and a half to three hours, that may sound like a heck of a commitment, uh, but I just can't stress enough how rewarding uh, these courses are, how much you learn, uh, your respect for our men and women in blue uh, will be compounded by this, I guarantee it, when, uh, when you see uh, what they are involved with and, and what they go through. So I cannot emphasize it enough. And frankly, as far as you say, well, who's the appropriate person? Who would be the best type of a person to sit in on this? My answer to that is anybody. I don't care if you're 25 years old or you're 85 years old. You will get a tremendous amount uh, out of this program. Uh, David, probably a couple other things that we ought to throw out here so uh, people understand. Is there a cost to this? Uh, there is zero cost. No, absolutely not. Um, there... Uh the folks that give their time is is plenty of an investment on their part. We just appreciate that they're there. And we also, uh, we feed everybody. We provide dinner every night that uh, that we have this as well. So, Which is also quite good, by the yeah, way. Thank you. <laughs> it, it's, it's, uh, it's worked out really well. We have, we have great support in our community, uh, not only through the, the restaurants that, that cater for us, and, and, uh, and it's different every night you know, that, that we have something or, uh, you know, Walmart and Pepsi have donated heavily to, to our Citizens Police Academy every year, um, you know, helping to, helping to feed everyone and, and kind of get the, uh, the extras that you don't really think about, you know, with the plates and, and cups and ice and uh, drinks and everything else. Um, the Fraternal Order of Police has, uh, has donated um, soda and and other drinks for uh, for students as well uh, in uh, in years past so you know everybody kind of comes together to help us make this happen uh let our audience know where's this where is is this held this is held at the police department at 300 west third um you know it's a small building there across from the library we have it in our training center um, or in our training room and our training room is a uh I mean, it's a state-of-the-art uh, room, and, you know, it, it's uh, so everything's right there at the police department. We do our practicals there. We do the, the classroom there. Um, it's, it's, all, it's all done in-house, and, you know, we just, it's a good time. Do, do you have specific dates set aside for this year? We do. We, uh, we are planning on um, having this. It'll start September 5th which will be on, uh, it'll be every Tuesday from September 5th through October 10th. And 
Let's see, make sure that's right. Yes, that is correct. So it'll be in the, the evenings. Um, we usually uh, go from 5.30 to 8.30. That way, you know, folks can, can get off work. Like I said, you don't have to worry about dinner. We supply that. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do the first part of class, get dinner set up, and then we'll uh, do the, basically do the introduction normally. And then everybody gets their dinner, and then they eat as the presentation starts. So it's, it's a very informal um, you know, I mean, you, you were there. It's, it's kind of an informal process. Um, you know, there's always room for, for questions and interaction. And you were, you were talking earlier about, you know, it's set up to where you can be as involved and put in as much participation as you want, or you can sit back and just watch the program. We have, we have room in there for, for that and everything in between. So there's, that's something for everybody, really. Um, I, I, I know as you get closer to this, I'm sure this will be uh, promoted more. Or the, it'll be brought to the public's attention. I know there's typically a notification uh, in the newspaper. Uh, but, of course, um, newspaper subscriptions are not what they used to be. So no. how are other ways that people might hear about this? We will uh, we'll also do a big push on our Facebook page. Um, and if you're not uh, following the Sedalia Police Department Facebook page, I urge you to do so. We, uh, we put a lot of information on there. When we do drug busts or, 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 uh, or big arrests or just things of interest to the public, we try and put those on. And, and we actually have a, we have a very solid following on our Facebook page, which we're very proud of, because it, it helps to show our, the interaction and relationship you know, which is what this is all about with our community. Yeah, and it's so, really, it's a transparency of what you all are doing and letting the public know. It is, and, and it's a good way to communicate through there. So it'll be on our, on our Facebook page. Um, I'll probably do some radio spots on it as well so, so folks will know, and hopefully uh, your listeners will all want to take part or, or consider it and, and give us an application. There you go. Uh, we are just finishing up segment two of this morning's program. Uh, we'll be right back with our final segment. Welcome back to Let's Talk, and it is time for our third and final segment. Uh, with me in studio today is Tim Carter, our uh, project engineer. Uh, he's the one that makes this thing work. Uh, I'm Ron Toller. John Meehan was off today. Uh, but again, we've had another great program that uh, we'll be wrapping up here as we uh, go forward for the next few minutes. In studio today is Commander David Woolery with the Sedalia Police Department. And we are visiting about the Citizens Police Academy, uh, which will be coming up uh, September 5th and will run through October 10th of this year. Um, as I indicated earlier, uh, I've partic participated, excuse me, in uh, this program in the past, and uh, I cannot uh, be any more impressed than I am with how this program works and what you learn in this process. So if somebody, David, uh, wants to take part in this, mm -hmm. uh, what's the process? How, how, do they, how do they get accepted for it? Well, they would uh, fill out an application, and we have those available at the police department there in the lobby. Um, they can get them through the, uh, the desk officer, 
or from the records window. We'll have applications at both of them. It's not that long of an application. Uh, you know, we do a uh, kind of a small background, not very much, just basically make sure that, uh, you know, we're, well, it, it really hasn't, uh, I don't think we've ever turned anyone down for the Citizens Police Academy, you know, but if, uh, if someone came in that basically had ulterior motives besides just the Citizens Police Academy, then, you know, that's something we, we wouldn't allow in, so, or allow to happen, but, you know, it's just folks that, uh, you know, that want to come in and learn about the police department. I do get a lot of questions of, you know, well, I mean, am I going to be a police officer after this or things <laughs> like that? Um, it's, it's not that kind of a police academy. You know, it, it, it is a, an introduction and a, and a relationship um, and an understanding of, of what we do. And we try and make it as fun as we can and as informative as we can and the time that we've got you. And individuals, of course, can, can get access to this application yes. at the police department. Yes, and we will, uh, I, I think that we can also build a link on our website um, when we do the, the Facebook post where you can download the application and print it and bring it in if you don't want to come to the police department. But I want to emphasize to the listeners that you do not have to wait until uh, David and his, uh, and his group uh, start promoting this here mm. in a, a few weeks. Correct. Um, frankly, I suggest uh, that if you're interested in this, uh, you look into it now. Get that application in so uh, so you, you don't end up uh, on the short end of the stick because uh, other people have got it in ahead of you. Mm. Um, uh, again, I think this is important enough. I would get that application in, get accepted, and... And so you're ready to go on September 5th for that uh, uh, first uh, program. So when we look back uh, at, at the Academy and everything uh, that you've been involved with over the last few years, Commander, mm -hmm. what, uh, what would you say jumps out to you the most? What are you most proud of about this thing? That's a good question, Ron. Um, I think that uh, there's two things that really jump out at me. And the first being the, uh, the investment and the commitment that the officers put in to taking part in this academy because they volunteer to come and do that. Um, I've had, uh, they volunteer to, uh, many of them have built their own classes, you know, just, just for this of things that they wanted to share and, and bring to the citizens and the interaction that, that they have. Um, you know, we were talking about the practical practical or uh, the traffic stop practicals earlier and I was remembering of uh, one of the officers that um, she was working and and I think I asked her if, if she would just show one of the police cars before we did the practical for the traffic stops and we had two different groups and the the citizens spent so much time just talking back and forth with her and having so much fun we barely got to the practicals at all and you know uh, that Seeing that interaction and um, just relationship that they that they build with the community and that the community builds back with us is uh, is really something and it's it's neat to see and we get it every class and you know when uh, folks come in not knowing what to expect and and when they leave they leave as friends and and they stay friends for uh, for a long long time and and that's the that's the thing that we want 
And that's really our goal with the, with the Citizens Police Academy is, is building those relationships and that understanding and that communication. Um, you know, the other thing that really jumps out to me is the, is the citizens and the folks that come in and take part. And, you know, the, not only the ones that are in the class, but I think that we are very blessed where we get to be police officers. I think Sedalia and Pettis County is an incredible community. We get a tremendous amount of support. Um, I think that we work very hard at building that support and building that trust because if you didn't trust us, you wouldn't support us, nor should you. So that's, that's something that has to be uh, earned, nurtured, and maintained, and it's something that, that we take great pride in, and I take great pride in. Um, you know, we, we get a lot of support here in the Sedalia community, and we definitely appreciate that. Very well said. Uh, and, and again, I have to agree with you on the uh, everyone involved with the department that, that has helped you on this, uh, on this program that are uh, teachers, exhibitors, whatever the case may be. Um, I, I mean, I noticed firsthand the amount of pride that all of these individuals have in their department, in each other, and in their work. Um, and uh, it, it is just extremely impressive. Thank you. While, while we've got just a few minutes left, um, we might just broaden this discussion out just mm -hmm. a little bit about policing today. Uh, because I know uh, when my wife and I watch the news, uh, and you, you know, see everything that is occurring and how things are unfolding over the last few years. And I know every time, I don't know how many times we've said to each other, I don't know how somebody could, could be uh, in law enforcement in some of these big municipalities. Mm -hmm. I, I, how can they subject themselves to that? And like you said, here, it's a different kind of community. Thank God. Yes. But, uh, uh, what, what's your take on modern day policing? Um, that is a very good question. My, uh, the first thing that jumps out to me is the level of patience that police officers have to have now that even, you know, I don't consider myself that old, but I guess in this, in this profession, I'm getting somewhat of a dinosaur, you know, I'm going on 30, a little over 30 years of being involved in it. Um, and have seen a lot of changes, and we didn't. When I started, we did not have to have this type of patience. You know, it was uh, it was hands on a lot faster than it is now. But one thing about this profession and and our department is you have to be adjustable to police society the way that society wants to be policed, and you know the uh, th that's just that's part of of evolving and. You know, I don't know whether we're better off now than we were then, um, but but that's the reality of, of what we have. You know, the, the de-escalation, and there is definite value in, in de-escalation, but it takes a lot more effort than the ask-tell-make model of, you know, I, you're doing something you're not supposed to. I ask you to quit or I ask you to turn around, put your hands behind your back. You don't do it. I tell you to. If you don't do it, I'm making you. You know, there's still a time where that's appropriate, but, but now, you know, the officers spend a lot more time de-escalating the situation before they go hands-on. And that takes, um, that takes a lot of patience. That takes uh, a lot of fortitude. That takes, it takes a lot more effort than, 
you know, it did back when, when I was, when I was learning and, and starting in this profession. So it's, uh, and you know, with the, uh, the transparency of the body cameras, I love them because we're, our folks are doing what they're supposed to do. And, you know, if somebody makes a complaint, we get very few complaints. Now we go right to the body camera and we can see exactly what happened. I'm glad you brought that up. Yes. And, and, you know, a lot of agencies were slow to get them. We've had cameras since 1998. Uh, uh, Margaret Ward, um, with State Farm Insurance bought our first car camera in 1998 and everybody wanted that car so they could you know they could record the the great things they were doing um, and now we have car cameras in every car we have body cameras for every officer and they wear them all the time and we, that goes back to the transparency we were talking about tremendous tremendous well we're to uh, the end of another session of let's talk uh, I want to thank Commander David Woolery with the Sedalia Police Department uh, for being here today and talking about the Citizens Police Academy. Uh, I, I know I sound like a broken record, folks, but uh, please uh, register for this academy. Take part in it. Uh, you will not be dissatisfied. <coughs> and as a final point, uh, David, again, thank you and your fellow men and women of the, uh, of the police department for everything you do for us every day. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that uh, takes care of another one. We will be back next week with Let's Talk.